0: Welcome back to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we check out a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix 86th film. It's the 2018 Italian drama Forgive Us Our Debts, or Rimetti e noi i nostri <laughs> di <betti."> And it's <laughs> don't laugh. And it's directed by Antonio Morabito. It stars Claudio Santamaria, Marco Gianelli, sorry, Giallinini, and Jersey Stir. I am Jesse and I am here with my co-host MJ. Hey MJ. Hello, mate. But are you are you here with me? Is the main question. <laughs> this is a little bit of a weird one for us. This <laughs> is our uh, first podcast, not sitting across the table from each other.
1: It is. It is very weird, but I'm sure we'll settle into it very nicely. But we uh, we did discuss whether we should meet together and do it as normal, but with all the COVID nineteen restrictions, we would rather play it safe. And uh, yeah, I. I I don't know when I'm going to see you next, Jesse. That's the thing. And it's, I can't even see your face. I, I can't know.
0: bounce we're, off your emotions.
1: We're not that technologically advanced yet. We've got the cameras working, but um, you know what? I'm sure we could probably figure that out very easily. We could even just do that on another side bit. But we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. We've we've worked through tough conditions before, and we'll make it work again.
0: So yeah, we'll, we'll give this a crack today, uh, yeah, being in completely different locations uh, mm. rather than together, and um, hopefully the, the experience isn't any different, I guess.
1: Well, the good thing is, this is a film I want to talk about, so I don't really care about being in the same room with you or feeding off anything that you do or say, I just want to hear what we've got to talk about this film, so that's, that's a plus straight away.
0: Good. All right. Well, so we are talking about Forgive Us Our Debts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start our show with our fast flicks where we do our own little quick summary of the f- of the film. And MJ, I want you to start us off and tell us what are your thoughts on Forgive Us Our Debts?
1: Yeah, right. So um, Guido becomes a debt collector to ironically pay off his crippling debts. Uh, working with one of the best in the business, he explores whether it's possible to separate his work self from his personal self. And if being in a shameful profession actually makes you a bad person.
0: Oh, that was sweet. I liked that. That's a really good summary. Thanks, mate. Mine, I, yeah, no, as, as usual, I'm, I'm going just short and sweet and nothing <laughs> like yours. Good. <laughs> so, wow, uh, different. <laughs> I've just gone the moral ambiguity of collecting debts through two different sets of eyes. Oh, mate, it's
1: That's actually it. not that dissimilar. Like, uh, I, I think it's fair to say we're on the same point straight away. So uh, at least we're going to make a bit more sense when we're chatting about it.
0: I agree. Now, this one, I'm going to put it out there early. I watched this quite a while ago. Well, not quite a while ago, but um, it's not as fresh in my mind as usual. So um, we did, I'm we did have to a delay a bit, a little bit, with
1: everything going on in the world. We did have to delay this one a little bit because I'm the same. i I probably watched it about a week ago, but.
0: Yeah, Um, so you're going to have to keep me on my toes to remind me of uh, what's actually going on.
1: But, Jess, you are a notoriously good note taker. So, I think you'll be able to lean
0: on on your own notes. Hopefully, the notes get me through because I haven't got your face. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, are you wearing your Baby (laughs) Driver t shirt? Oh, I'll tell you what, I was prepared. I should uh, send a photo. Are you um, you actually wearing it? Yeah, why wouldn't I? I I I could (laughs) have. You said you would two episodes ago
1: as well. Did you really? Are you actually wearing it?
0: Yeah. Uh, good work. After yeah, after send send a photo through later. Please do. I'm impressed.
1: I'm impressed because I, I plan planned on bringing it up and I was like, well, he could just lie about this, but uh, uh, I think that's
0: I good. could. Well, well maybe done. I won't send a photo and just see if you trust me. <laughs> I trust you. Actually, you know,
1: I'm wearing a I'm wearing a T-shirt from The Shining actually right
0: now. Ooh. Yeah, that's just by, nice. by pure nice. chance, but yeah, there you go. All right. Well, we often then have a look at what we can find out about this film. Now, this one, an Italian film. Oh, you, I, you just I took my one note. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say I, I struggled, absolutely struggled.
1: Yeah, I I was probably worse. I I I found out that it was called. I found out that it was actually called, as you mentioned, Rometti a noi e nostri debiti." Uh, That's good that in, that was in good. Italian. That actually felt good, felt good. Yeah, I wasn't expecting yeah. to just read it out that nicely. And I've told I can tell you that it's an Italian film. And Jesse, I can't really tell you much more about this movie. I can't tell you. How it was made, when it was filmed,
0: when Netflix came on board—I I just couldn't find it. I got a budget. Did you get the budget? I didn't get a budget. No, I got a, so it was an estimated two million euros, um, which is about three point six million Australian. Okay. So pretty low. Yeah, very, very low. low um, very low budget. Obviously filmed in Italy. Yeah. Um, in Rome. Uh, what else? So hit Netflix on the fourth of May, twenty eighteen. Yep. Um, and then it went on at the Warsaw Film Festival um, okay. in October, same year, um, before hitting Netflix um, in Poland in late October. So, interesting. So
1: Poland had it, so what, six months after, five months after?
0: Yeah, five months after. So, they must have held it from Netflix because they knew they were going to play gonna it at go. its film festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually quite interesting. I just yeah. wonder, I, one thing I always like
1: to know is when Netflix got involved because we've had a few international films recently when Netflix got involved really early. So they, were, they understood that they wanted to have an international, international film within their, within their service and they got on board and they did it and they got it made. But, you know, we, we also see quite a bit where the film gets made, a production company sells it to a distributor and then that's when Netflix comes in. So I'm annoyed that I couldn't find that out because it, it always helps just get a feel for why it's sitting on the service.
0: You, yeah, and you always do a good job in filling us more well, me, myself and the audience in on that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. All right, what about some of the consensus then? What, what were you able to find? Oh, well, I can tell you firstly that it's um
1: a very little watched film. Um <laughs> some of the some of the rating numbers that we've seen uh on other films make this one look uh minuscule to, to use lack of a better word, but it's got a six point one out of ten on IMDB, which is pretty serviceable. And that's from Mm -hmm. 1,159 ratings Um, and a 2.8 out of five on Letterboxd. So a little bit lower, not too much lower, but a little bit lower on Letterboxd. But that's only of 350 ratings on Letterboxd. Uh, That's as low a number I've seen in a long time. Yeah. So not many people have seen this one. So what is it? It's It's 2008. It's it's, it's basically two years old, just under two years old. So um, being on a streaming service like Netflix, it's allowed to have time to grow, but... With the way that Netflix so, yeah. releases content, it, it gets lost very, very quickly.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Google users, there was a rating for this one. Mm-hmm. It was at seventy nine percent. So that's fairly yeah. middle of the range, I guess, for Google users. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, we didn't we didn't speak about that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this one was in there was only two reviews, and they're both positive. But it doesn't give it a consensus mm-hmm. or a percentage. So uh, the two audience is well, nowhere near enough to yeah, who's two, yeah. nothing, but the audience, there was only 12 people on Rotten Tomatoes, um, but that was extremely low at 25%, uh, which is a little bit different to the rest of the, the ratings. Yeah, it is.
1: So you, it's 12 people. Like you and me could go yeah. on there. <laughs> you and me could jump on Rotten Tomatoes after this and really change that number, or we could get ourselves as actual reviewers and double that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly so, so yeah so i think the the overall pitch for this one is not many people have seen it
1: <laughs> so you know what because the ratings are few and far between you should listen to us and what we're going to say should have a really good bearing because we're probably going to go more in depth than most have
0: well it sounds like an amazing segue mj amazing so what are your early thoughts on this one
1: well i will not that we're going to go into it yet but i will put a spoiler alert on um if you do want to watch this film and, and very few people have actually seen it so if you do want to watch it uh, we're probably going to spoil it over the next half hour, 45 minutes. Um, so yeah, go watch it and then good. and then come back and have a listen because I'm curious to see what Jesse's got to say and I'm keen to chat about it. So if not, and you good. just want to hear us chat about it, then here we go. <laughs> so personally, <laughs> um, I got pretty into this film. I got pretty into the, the character study of it or I guess the discussion of your own moral conscience. Um, the mm. actual side story out of it never really pulled me in which was probably a bit of a concern but i was super into franco as a character uh and and his chemistry with guido but but more so franco um so in general i thought it was well paced i thought it continued to rise to a point where the climax was really satisfying without being overly explicit um so it did a fair bit right for me
0: good that's that's a pretty good rap from you early on so yeah uh, yeah well yeah to me like yeah i think I'm I I liked it uh I did struggle at the start though to sort of work out Mm. who was who um and that sort of put a bit of a dampener on it for me at the start uh and it it was like it was a slow film like it was it wasn't like you said it's it's all about these characters yeah um but you know I thought it was decently made and the message in it was quite good I thought so yeah I'm I'm on the positive side for this one
1: yeah I mean the message was good albeit a a bit of a head scratcher like it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily tell you something that you want you to think. It makes it makes you question it yourself and apply it to your own life and apply it to your own decisions. Which which I'm I'm really big on that kind of stuff. But I def, definitely get what you're saying. With it. it was slow and difficult and a little bit confusing early on. And I think for me the mm-hmm. main thing with that is it's just a story about debt collectors. is just not that exciting.
0: And <laughs> and I, I think I said like imagine, imagine pitching that like going to someone. Hey, I've got this film that's about debt collectors and
1: yeah exactly which is why if you look at mine and your fast flicks we mentioned more about the the, the moral consciousness yeah. side of the story which is a story and that's how you would pitch it
0: correct and that's obviously how we've both taken it so
1: yeah exactly because that is Ooh. what you take out of it as opposed to so there's this guy who's in a lot of debt and then he gets a job as a debt collector <laughs> like it's it's all important to the overall narrative but it's not. It's not what makes the film what it is because that stuff was pretty dull. And it wasn't until Franco became more of a character for me that uh, I actually got into it. God, well, let's segue again because I wow, think Franco is Yeah. A, yeah oh, I, I like this. Two I like times this, 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 I haven't this, even meant to segue. And as soon as I said it, I'm, I've nailed it. I'm, I'm well aware well, I've I might be a better podcaster
0: remotely, so i <laughs> keep this up. It gives me a good chance to jump on it because otherwise I can't see where, where you're going to finish up. So I'm like, cool, let's jump on it. So yeah, Franco, let's talk about some characters. And we'll start off with Franco because I think, uh, like you've mentioned, he's, he was a, a very interesting character. Mm. Hello. Oh, good. Sorry, I thought we yeah, lost yeah, you. I <laughs> could... <laughs> that worried me. What are, What
1: are your thoughts no, on no. it? So I was just listening to you, mate. Um, yeah, I thought he was awesome. <laughs> I, I thought he was this awesome... Complex character because do you like him? Do you not like him? Is he an absolute prick? Is he a guy who's just yeah. good at his job? Like where where does his moral compass actually point? And yeah. I, I kind of was just asking those questions from start to finish, and I still don't necessarily know where I end up with him. Like I think I like yeah, it.
0: Yeah, yeah. They you do go, this yeah. good job of yeah. They do this good job of you know making him sort of is this character that just doesn't take any crap whatsoever Mm. and he stands his ground um and you know he argues what he wants and he yeah his the, the strength that he sort of shows um means that he's able to deal with these hard parts of work and not necessarily have to reflect as much as guido has to um yeah and I, I st- but I still like, like you said, it's hard to work out. Like he does all that, and you're like, oh, he's not really that nice a guy or a good guy for doing that. But at the same time, like there's this stage where he starts giving compliments to Guido and you know mm. inviting him into his house. So there are these parts in him that aren't necessarily all bad.
1: Well, I, I think despite the fact that he is all business in that role, he is he's really aware of the bad things that he does. Like he literally goes to confession which is almost you know, an explicit way of saying this guy gets it. But he literally goes to confession as his own means of coping and moving on. And you, you discover that his family and their well-being is basically his his main priority. And that's, that's pretty noble that the reason that he is doing this job and the reason that he is so good at this job and obviously well-paid is to service his family. And, and he does some really tough things and he treats people in a really ordinary way. But you can look at these situations and go, yeah, but these guys are doing the wrong thing. Like if he doesn't do it, these guys are just going to potentially harm themselves even more. Like, so it's, mm. but then, then you get a situation where you get a guy who's committing suicide purely because of their presence. Um, and, and you, that's where it becomes this moral. You, you, I kind of almost wanted you to watch this movie and not like Franco. Cause I get it both ways. I, I get both sides of it. And, I think people who might have been in a position where they're, they're struggling with debt and they may have had debt collectors coming at their house, and and you think like these guys are just bad people, they're just prying off people who can't afford to pay it. But, it. Yeah. but, but yeah, they I'm, were the ones that I'm,
0: put themselves in that. Like it, that's why yeah. I love it. I love that you, you're questioning yourself by watching it. I, I do like too that you've mentioned that um, there was a scene where a character um, did die, and I picked up on that one this week. I didn't, uh, I didn't miss that. To- <laughs> that, <laughs> that
1: was, was one I'm of the revelations
0: of, <laughs> of revelations of our
1: sometimes podcasts. Is what I said. So he died at the end, and you were like, huh? <laughs> And we, ran, so, yeah, we ran, so, re re watched it, and, yeah. If you're great. wondering what
0: we're talking about, that was uh, last week's episode. <laughs> sometimes where I completely missed the end, so yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that one. That was good. All right. Well, should we talk about Guido? Yeah, <laughs> I think we should talk about. Guido I think we should because I think this is here's the character that we probably saw the change through. Because um, Franco, that wasn't really any change in him. Um, mm-hmm. So he was like Guido was this moral compass sort of to start off with, and it slowly sort of fades away throughout the film. Um, and you know he obviously knows he owes money, and he knows he's never going to be able to pay any of this money back. So he offers, you know, to pay his pay back his debts in his time. And and he's mm-hmm. really disgusted to start off with with this type of work.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, and you know, you like you just see these little bits throughout that you know um, when he tries to build this relationship um, with Rena, and he's got this professor that he really cares about. That mm. I, I don't think I could ever see him actually turning into Franco. Um, And I kind of like that—that you've got this character that you know is never going to get to that side. I think.
1: Yeah, but and then that continues to beg the question of: is that side a bad side? And um, for for me, like, and you're right, like Guido is kind of—he's the audience in that sense. Like, we are introduced to him immediately, and the most interesting character in this film we meet through Guido, which is Franco. Mm. So I think in all this sense, the audience will generally sympathize and side with Guido. Um, But at the end, and this is kind of why, not that you have to choose one or the other, but why I I, I side with Franco over Guido is that at the end, you've got a man with Guido who is sitting in the exact same spot at the exact same bar, symbolizing that he hasn't moved on from his rut of a life. When When you start this film, he's in an absolute hole. And when you end this film, He's got spot, some right? experience, but he is physically in the exact same spot. Um, and the end of the film, Franco, he is at church. Um, I think he's. I think he might have just done his confession. He's doing the Lord's Prayer, and he is moving on. And that's the thing with Franco. No matter what he does, he just continues to move forward. He always moves forward. And I loved that yeah. when that first confession that Franco had, how he's like, you know, I, I, I was rude to a waitress. Because the things that he did that were the wrong things to do, he he confessed. But when he, he never confessed about the stuff about taking people or getting people to pay their debts or anything, he never – that was never an issue for him. Um, so he could see the good and bad and he could see
0: the difference between work and, and not work and Guido couldn't couldn't see anything like that. Yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I think that it was really, really important that they did – show him going to confession prior to just being this thing at the end. Like it was really good that, you know, they, like you said, they show that it's a trend. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that he just, he builds up a whole bunch of stuff and does it once he's, he's continually doing it after he does these things that he knows aren't probably morally correct.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm also not saying that it's as clear cut as Franco's good. Cause he moves on Guido's bad. Cause he's stuck in a rut because you could easily look at Guido's story and applaud him for, taking that moral high ground um and i'm not suggesting that he ever did that wrong thing but it just it connected so much more with me franco's story um and by the end they were just they were polar opposites or almost polar opposites but um and that's why i I tend to to go down a route and you could watch this film and go the exact opposite way and go well here's a guy who doesn't want to stuff with his friends and he's got this power to be able to you know, rid people of their debt and he chooses not to. And that it, that's why there's just so many questions that you can ask yourself that you can take this film in a different way.
0: Hmm. Good. All right. Any? What other characters would you like to speak about? Because I just, I thought I'd briefly talk about the professor. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I just thought it was like, yeah. And we'll probably talk about him a bit more in some of the scenes, but hmm. th- this idea that he's this c- crazy sort of conspirator. And I, I just <laughs> had this feeling for him the whole time that he was just missing his wife. That, to mm. me, that was... He was just lonely was old man, the, wasn't he? The heart of, yeah, yeah. that was the heart of his character. So that was all I had on him.
1: I, I actually really liked The Professor, um, just for no other reason. He's just a character that they made me like. But it, <laughs> just, like, he felt like a very secondary character. But they set him up as this guy who had no issues financially. He actually helped Guido out when he um, actually needed money. And then you find out that he's one that's in debt and he's the one that hasn't paid back the money. And then it makes you think, what does this actually say about debt? There's people who are taking out loans they can't pay off. And this is a guy that I've liked from the start, but it, it just i did not to... I did
0: not see that at all. I did not see that turn of him being someone with money. I probably should have as well, but I didn't. <laughs> and I, I no, nah, exactly. I think that's
1: why they've done it so well to make you think like, it's not black and white. You can't sit there and go, Franco's doing a good thing because these people are bad people who take out loans and they shouldn't have got it. It's like anyone can be in this position. And that's what makes you, wonder what the what this does this moral high ground exist and who should take it and where do i sit on it and just the, the movie last 20 minutes just had me asking these questions over and over again and even after i watched it i still was con- was continuously asking myself these questions and that was clever how they used the professor for that
0: good yeah all right La- last character i think rena that we yeah. need to um put a clutch base on um I, I liked that she was this character that she verbally said it and was like, you know, I don't feel home in Italy. All these people are sad and she didn't want to become that. And I liked that she was that comparison to the uh, to all these people who have debts or are collecting debts and you don't really see them that happy very often. Um, we know what she did. Yeah. She had aspirations. Um, hmm. You know, she had plans to move on.
1: She had plans to keep moving, which, again, is the opposite to what Guido was. So... Again, it's, it's not not as black and white, but here's this character. They were never going to work because one of them was, you know, happy-go-lucky, always happy to keep moving. One of them was in a rut, and you know what? If you look at his actions, he didn't necessarily ever want to get out of that rut. So,
0: good. I, th- I really liked your breakdown of these characters. You, you you must have enjoyed this movie quite a bit.
1: The characters <laughs> did it for me because yeah, the yeah. the narrative, it's the plot itself was was not that exciting, but. Yeah, I thought the characters were really well-developed and really well-crafted, and uh, you saw them from 360 degrees, and, and it was the reason why this film really worked.
0: Good. All right. Well, uh, have you, there's no other characters, I don't think, that you want, do you nah, want to do No, there's about? nothing else, yeah. nah. So the director, Antonio Morabito, mm. um, he's done four shorts and a documentary, but this um, and this is his second feature? Yeah. What I could
1: gather? Yeah, same. Um, so he did a feature in 2013 called The Medicine Cellar, But apart from that, writer and director for for a few shorts and documentaries, but, um, yeah, obviously an Italian director, but I don't know much
0: more about him. Me either. What about the cast? I didn't really, yeah, you know, they're all fairly decent. They certainly were. Um, Yeah, as I said, I I, I fell in love
1: with the character of Franco and I thought uh, Marco Giallini, who played Franco, was so commanding on screen, Mm. like a, a real presence and, um yeah, full he, marks you team. could tell he's, he's got his acting chops he's he's all right you'd say he's done his,
0: um done his rounds oh yeah for sure no i was super impressed and just wanted i wanted him on on screen all the time all right so let's have a chat about some scenes then what are some ones that stood out for us to start off with you want me to go don't you i do i sure you do. You do i, I, I can played. i can feel the positivity of, <laughs> of what you're gonna say i do i do a
1: few scenes that i did enjoy um Again, as always, I'll go through them chronologically in, in where they appeared, but I enjoyed it when they were putting the heat on Mr. Cabrera. Now, that's the name that sticks in my head. Cause Mr. Cabrera, <laughs> Mr. Cabrera, Cabrera. Um, but when they finally got to him and, and had him had him chatting and he kind of said that, you know, you have my word. And then he's like, what do you think, Guido? Do we trust, do we take his word? And Guido said, it's the last thing a debtor has and he'd be crazy to yeah. risk it. Just really got you inside this world of debt. And, and the fact that Guido... Um, is also in debt he he truly understood that so that was was when i first yeah it was when i first really got into the film and that was you know probably half an hour in to be perfectly frank um and then from then it was that scene at the confessional booth so it it doesn't as i said before it doesn't mention anything about his work is there's nothing that he's ashamed of in that sense you know he sees that as the business side of things and but the other things that are questionable about him he does feel guilt for and that's his ability to keep moving on and This is when you slowly start to see all these dimensions to the character of Franco. Um, And that was really when I started to take note of him. Mm, Um, The scene where he takes the bribe from that family, I just just enjoyed seeing that scene build and build and seeing the lengths he'll go to. And now I feel like that scene was more for Guido to test how far Guido could actually go. I don't think this is a thing that Franco does every single day if he's going to write off debt. And I, I like the principle behind it. Um, like, you know, I'm doing a massive thing for these guys. They need to understand it. But I think a lot of that he was putting on a show for Guido and, and this he's going to check if Guido is going to break or not. And, you know, evidently he does. So He does, yeah. But I just like the Absolutely. way that scene really built because it was like, hang on, where are they going with this? This just seemed like an ordinary couple at a house call. Yeah. Hey. So.
0: And you could see from Guido, like that whole that whole scene around that kitchen table, like how uncomfortable he was that whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was almost awkward to watch. Like, yeah, exactly. And it what but it was
1: awkward to watch, right? It was super awkward to watch because what he was doing was pretty pretty ordinary. But then again, you know, I'd rip up my wedding photo if I could write off some crippling debt that I had. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, good. all right. What else? Hope Any- my hope wife's not listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell her. Yeah. <laughs> I liked seeing uh, Franco smoking on the porch when he wasn't able to sleep after that suicide. Um, mm. Cause it, t- it, it just takes its toll on him. Um, and he's by himself after his wife sort of said, you're right. And he just repeats to himself and says, I'm fine. Yes. Like he's not like mm. this, this is not saying that is just water off a duck's back for him. Cause he is still human. Even though when he's in the job, he's, you know, somewhat robotic, but, um, he just has he has the ability to to deal with it better than Guido does. Exactly um, right. Yeah, and cool. you see him him dealing with it, and he still has to deal with it. He doesn't just move on without trying. So that's what I really respect about this character: his ability to keep pushing himself but finding ways to get through it. Yeah. Um, and obviously the scene with the professor, I kind of talked about this before. It just it just brought up so many questions and emotions. You know, at a time when I was just questioning whether what they're doing is actually bad and whether who's a bad guy for feeling this way. And that all culminated in that scene, this question, question, question in my head. And I love it when I do that in a film. I love it when a film actually gets me to question my own moral conscience and discover Mm. who's good and who's bad. So well done.
0: And then I'm pretty sure you wouldn't chase uh, people for debts though. I I can probably (laughs) say that about you.
1: But again, like that's the question is they're not, they're not doing the right thing by not being able to pay off this money. And I know there's, the circumstances are different for everybody, but some people are rotting the system and someone has to call them out. So I get it. I, I, I certainly wouldn't want to do it as a job. I, I struggle with it, but
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think the the legalities of that line, they sort of have of, you know, the, the physicality almost like mm. the, there's got to be, there's like some sort of blur there. Um, it's a good me. point
1: anyway. yeah how yeah. far they actually pushed them and he's literally trying to break people um yeah and then finally guido and franco in the cemetery you get, you get a real sense of franco and the struggles that he goes through he finally yeah. breaks and opens to guido and says well you think that this is easy for me you think that i want to do this and because you've some as an audience you don't necessarily have a reason to think that he doesn't think like that they've given you hints along the way that he is human he is multi-dimensional but that was yeah. just like his raw emotion of like you know what? You wanted to see the real me. This is the real me, but it's come at the cost of our friendship for you testing me that way
0: and loved it. Good. That's some really good scenes. And I, I've got sense. similar, I've got similar sort of stuff. Um And a few of your ones I've sort of, yeah, combined, I guess, almost into one big sort of mm-hmm. like segment, I guess, but um, I, like I'll start oh, yeah. off. Um, in the in the chronological order um i i just one of the the scenes that i really liked was when guido went back to his boss um in the workshop and you know this boss had given him such a hard time about not being able to drive <laughs> this forklift properly and then, and he turns around comes back and puts this boss in that forklift i just thought that was excellent just that was great it
1: and you know what how about him getting the ass because he said jump out i'm gonna do this one and then he did mm. it and he's like Oh, I could have done that, and he goes, "Yeah, but I like, know." He goes, "Like you almost tripped it, or you almost tipped it," and he goes, "Oh, yeah, but, but I didn't." But he never actually, he never actually did the wrong thing. No. Like he just pulled him out before he might have done the wrong thing, and then he still got sacked. Pretty unfair. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you you felt for. But it I early guess on. they wanted that. Guy to be an absolute dick so we could get his and later that on joke.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah um i also i liked uh, when franco um took guido home to meet his family um especially mm. like with his kids there it sort of showed that you know you've seen this guy who doesn't really trust people and he's just you know but he trusts this guy um and you know he goes to that effort to say you know your, your debt's been paid off i'm paying mm. that off for you sort of thing mm-hmm. I, I just really felt that connection and thought that was a, a really nice scene i think he even um, dropped the friend word at one point in that Yeah, I think he did too. Um, And then, yeah, the the last thing or a a few of the scenes that you'd you'd spoken about, but I just thought from Guido's reaction when they were sitting at that table that we spoke about um, Mm. to then the guy falling off the balcony, um, Mm. it it was just, you know, it shows that he was human and he had this ability to stop himself sort of following in these same footsteps that Franco was going in that Mm – not not necessarily saying they're bad footsteps, but he, he had that moral compass of himself or his own thoughts of what he should be doing and he he discovered or realized that's not who I want to sure. be. For um, sure. And I, I did like that. And, you know, it, it shows you he goes to this bar and he, he balls his eyes out to Rena, mm. um, And, you know, and then we get that confrontation in the cemetery too. And mm. you know, he finishes off, I've tried, but I'm not like you. I just, mm-hmm. I really liked that line. I just thought it was a nice little, you know, that the final bit was just, it put it all together really nicely. Yeah, nah. It's,
1: it's, yeah, I, do, I love even hearing you talking about it. It was just so, <laughs> so well done, that that climax of that film. Really well done. Yeah. All right, well, uh, what are some things that maybe you didn't enjoy? You know what, Jesse? I, I actually, I do, the one thing, I don't like to write too many notes when I'm watching, but I do like yeah. to just jot down scenes. That's the one thing I do like to jot down and go, oh, that was good or that was good or that bit was good or bad. I didn't write down anything negative in the film. And now that was probably not reflective of exactly how I felt about this film. So I've got one <laughs> yeah. thing here that I wrote retrospectively. And it sure. was just the fact that the first half hour of the film I struggled to get into. And, and I think that was just mainly because Guido, who's arguably the main protagonist, just had a largely uninteresting story and backstory. And it just never pulled me in. And, you know, what, if I was to rewatch this film, um, I'd get a few minutes in and be like, oh, that's right. We've got to slog through all this crap that I don't care about. So...
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's, fair that's, that's yeah. the main thing. All right, ah, uh, I got a couple of specific scenes. Yep. The we we spoke before about um the professor and that th- this is this almost lost me right at the start where he's oh, yeah. in his house playing billiards or pool mm-hmm. and he uses all these analogies of cauliflower to explain, you know, the <laughs> Italian political system and to me this was like way too confusing way too early on when my attention needed to be grabbed. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, I would I would have preferred to know the characters a little bit and then lead me into the professor and his ridiculous analogies. Like it was just it was too much. Like it's not a bad call. It, Yeah. That that just got th- me a little th- bit. I think I with.
1: just le- yeah because I certainly wasn't focusing on the detail of what he was saying, but mm. I did leave that scene thinking this guy's a bit of a loony and like not a not a full loony, but he's just mm. you know he's a bit in his own world and a bit of a strange dude. And I guess that's probably what they wanted you to think. But you're right you can definitely get lost in the detail there in a situation where you're not necessarily into the film at that point.
0: Hmm. Um, the, the scene in the restaurant where Franco shows that power over the waitress, um, oh, I yeah. get why it was done. Um, but super uncomfortable. Like it. Yeah, it was yeah. really uncomfortable. And those actions to me were going too far above and beyond, you know, just roughing people up. That was like more serious. And I, I get what he was trying to do, but Yeah, it just yeah, it was uncomfortable. I guess that's the the thing.
1: It 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 showed the level he goes to in his job. It also showed him showed you the side that he's like. I if if this guy isn't serious, if this guy's not going to see the side of side that he has to have for this job, then I'm wasting my time in the first place. So yeah, um, that's what it was. And you know what? I agree. You watch that and you go, stop being a dick. Like you're being you're being a pretty ordinary guy here. And the fact that he goes to confession and mentions it,
0: you're like, mm-hmm. okay, he's super aware of what he's doing in that sense. Um, yeah. So it got redeemed. And, yeah. And then the the following for me is when Guido tries that when he takes Reiner out, like, as the same situation, and I'd already seen it once, didn't like it again. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I've got is uh, when Guido they go to like this this they chase chase this guy all the way to his house, and then you know he's got oh, yeah. his kid out in the front, and he like tries to shake. You Know down the with the kid with giving some money, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, that was crossing that was that point where it crossed that line, and yep. um, yeah, I just didn't like that either. Take the human side out of that was, that was of probably because yeah, Business, that was like the yeah. characters that I'm trying, to, I'm trying to enjoy and like. And I'm like, uh, I get what you're trying to do, but you've just taken it too far, <laughs> they're testing you, yeah. <laughs> so that, 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 that were, that were the ones that I had. Um, I think there's yeah, it wasn't pick-ups. a master yeah. All right ideas time themes motifs anything that we've mentioned a lot about what this film's yeah we have so what are some words that you've put it into
1: i just the idea of and this is a part just a part of it but the idea of separating your job with your personal life and and do your morals filter over everything you do and how far can you actually push it and it's funny because morally i actually probably agree with guido um (laughs) But I, mm-hmm. I have a respect for Franco around his ability to com- compartmentalize uh, and the measures that he takes to ensure he can actually keep moving. Uh, so he treats people like numbers on a page because, you know, at what point are they going to continue damaging themselves until he steps in? So it's it's a tricky one. Like I, I know for me that I, I, I don't have the ability to push – shut down my morals in one part of my life but not another they they just exist 100 percent of the time and and guido was the same and 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 i i i I sympathize with him more than franco but (laughs) i just bloody respect the way franco goes about it and he just keeps moving forward and he and he gets on with it
0: and he does the wrong thing but he does it for a reason and so yeah that's and and you probably can tell that, that he's one of a kind almost because when he first gets introduced to Guido, he cracks it. He's like, "Oh, I'm not another person! I've got to try and yeah. you know, try and show the ways." Um, obviously people can't do what he does because it just does get to them. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Let's not forget though that Guido put himself in this compromising position because he did the wrong thing in the first place. Like he was the one that was in numerous uh, varying degrees of debt, and so what? What is the greater evil? Because he, he gives mm. up this job eventually. So is it making the most of your situation. So he, he got the opportunity to work in a profession that was largely founded upon that he didn't morally agree with, but he got paid well. Or like, do you let your morals dictate to your point where you're unhappy in your own life? Which at the end of the day, sorry, at the end of the film, he seems to be pretty unhappy with his life still. So do you suck it up and go, well, at least this way I'm getting paid and I can make something of myself? Or... I disagree with that so much that I would rather continue to be scraping around and getting involved in the wrong crowds and all that kind of stuff. You've
0: you've pulled this apart magnificently. <laughs> like I, I, I haven't stopped I, thinking about it. It's good. I, I like it when a film like is able to do that and and oh, make yeah. you feel like that. So I mean, you know, the th- all the things I had you've literally already discussed in such a good way. Like you know, just this idea of money. Um, you know, money over being good, like the system only helping like the rich and, yeah. um, you know, the moral ambiguities of, of this job and, yeah. you know, making people ashamed. That was a big thing too about them that, you know, oh, you've yeah. got to make them feel ashamed. So, um, you know, the debt almost becomes, you know, that being ashamed is worse than debt and they want to get rid of that debt so they don't feel ashamed anymore. Um,
1: I think that maybe that's another reason why I connect with Franco is because, Personally, I cannot stand debt. I hate it. It makes me feel sick. And I guess maybe shame is that word as well. So the fact that he's trying to make people feel the way I think they should feel uh, is something that resonates with me as well. Yeah. All right.
0: So uh, anything else or are we ready to sort of talk about what we took away from this one? Yeah, I think I've I've got that one and taken
1: it apart as much as I'd like to.
0: Good. All right. Well, what did you take from this one? Well, this kind of goes to what I've been
1: saying all along. Well, I just... The, the main takeaway for me is is the questions that I was asking myself. And I think this comes with the fact that I just love that they were really complicated characters who don't necessarily fit into that sort of category that you would expect. Like you don't have your hero, you don't have your villain. They, they feel human and they feel real. And uh, you know, even chatting through this with you now, like I'm constantly like reassessing where I stand on the matter or I'm reaffirming or whatever it is like, these guys were really well-rounded characters. Um, and the fact is, in, in real life, real people don't necessarily go, oh, well, now I've thought about it, this person is exactly right and this person is exactly wrong. That's not how it works, and that's that's fine, and, and that's what I liked about it. Yeah,
0: how about you? What, what, did, like you, what did you take I was, out of it? I, I went for a completely – I just thought, hey, here's another foreign language film that mm-hmm. is quite accessible, um, mm. not many people know about sort of sits there in the you know the the dark corridors of netflix and yeah. God, I, I, right. like, I just i just feel like that you know these i know that they're probably not a priority for netflix but these are the types of films that you know people should know about and, and give a watch because they might get something out of it like we have I guess.
1: this is so easy to watch and i know we watch a, a lot of stuff with subtitles um hmm. But man, you you forget about the subtitles within three minutes of this film. Like you, you don't even you don't even recognize that this film is not been spoken in English. It is so damn accessible. It is so relatable. It's got nothing to do with the fact that they're in Italy. Like this no, is just no universal, and um, exactly. it's a really good point. And and we said the same thing last week with um, with sometimes the sometimes. the Indian film. Um, so relatable, right? Like I, there's there's nuances to things, but you know the, the overall message and themes. Uh, yeah, you know, anyone can watch it and understand it and, and get something out of it. You, you, you're dead yep. right on that one, mate. I like it.
0: Good. All right. Uh, IMDB, did you go on to check anyone out? Oh, I didn't, man. Like I,
1: I'd love to jump on IMDB at some point to check something, but I'm just not that au okay with the uh, Italian film industry, to be honest.
0: Yeah, me either. <laughs> no one on there that looked anywhere near familiar for me. So, um But I tell I you what, I, yeah.
1: I, I reckon I might try and check out some more work that, um, that my mate Marco Giolini did
0: because i uh, mm. super
1: impressed by him, as I mentioned before.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, question time. Have you got something that you'd like to ask me? I do.
1: I, I think you've kind of answered this, but, and it goes against everything I'm saying, if you need to answer
0: this explicitly, but <laughs> which character did you connect with more? Yeah. Guido. <laughs> you I, did? I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I just felt that, you know, yeah, I, I, he had that sort of story for me that he needed to get out of his debt. He was able to get out of his debt, but at the end of the day, he still lost the girl. He's still nowhere, you know, he's not doing any better in the world than he should be. Um, Mm. But I I just thought that was more, yeah, more relatable to me than some guy who. But he did, but he did the right thing morally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So in that sense, that's when the film finishes, what kind of mood are you in? (laughs) <laughs> it's a really interesting because it, it finished on that scene where um, uh what's his name Franco walks out of confession, and yeah. and to me and I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but it's you know it's uh it's very stereotypical of an Italian film. I, I've some like I haven't seen a lot of Italian films, but mm-hmm. to in, you, like there just had to be some involvement of the church somewhere, just with some sure. sort of like touch on of, and that's like I wasn't even thinking of. At the, at the end of the film, I wasn't even thinking of the characters. I was like, oh, of course, they're going to finish it in a church. <laughs> oh, right. So you yeah, were, you, that's, that's you right, were ahead right. of it. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. But I see, I would have thought if I had resonated more with Guido, I would finish that film feeling pretty flat, feeling like, ah, you know what? This is tough. This is a tough situation to get out of. You know, poor bastard. He's yeah. doing everything right and he's still struggling. Because I, because I uh, enjoyed Franco more, I finished this film – kind of a bit pumped and going well that's how you do it you know that's how you keep moving on and um and I, it's still again it's not as clear cut i i still found myself <laughs> asking questions
0: and i still am asking questions but i didn't because uh, I, I didn't even feel down and out about guido like okay i, I had sort of a, a feeling in me that he's going to be okay like i didn't, didn't yeah, have yeah. This, like i didn't have thoughts that you know he's you know that he's is even lower than he was at the start. I thought okay this is what he needs to bounce back up and actually do the right thing now and and go and get a proper job and and you know build a relationship with someone that he possibly can. So I, yeah I didn't didn't walk out feeling down and down about it but um Good call. Yeah
1: yeah yeah because yeah. he's definitely like he's got a strength of character to him he has learned a hell of a lot in this past little however long the film goes for in that last profession. So you're right. It's not certainly not all doom and gloom, just that symbolism of him sitting in that seat again, really, really sat yeah. well with me. I am just <laughs> like, well done. I like this. He's, he's stuck. Yep. All right. Any other questions?
0: Not for me, no. Um, oh. but I want to answer some from you cause you asked great questions. Good. I have a couple, just a few. Yeah. Um, now, I've got an answer that I think for this, but I don't. I want to hear what you think. So yeah. there's a couple of times where we saw Rena in the bar where she was working, mm. and there were slow motion scenes, really slow mo scenes. Why? Why do you think that they did that? Um, yeah, because I, 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 it, it felt weird compared to the rest of the film when you've got the. They did it a couple of times where she's in the bar and it's all slow mo and the music's like really, really slow.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to exactly remember, but. It could be one of two things in my mind. One of it is romanticizing her from Guido's perspective, but one of the also yeah. is uh, her steadiness and lack of rush yeah. in
0: the life that she's she's living. Yeah, I was, yeah, I had, I'm similar to that. I think you know she, she flows to a different flow to the rest of them. Like yeah, she's got her, yeah. own, her own outlook on life. Her own base. Yeah. So, yeah, good. Good. All right, I'm glad you thought that too. Um the title "Forgive Us Our Debts" is obviously from the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Did you like it? Is it? Is yeah. it
1: literally the last line of the film as well? Because he's reading yep. the Lord's Prayer. He and it, yeah. Figure any, and it just cuts. Um, loved it. Thought it was a great title. Good. Um, because it's literally what the film's about. But then it's got that religious tone to it or undertone tone to it.
0: To it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you like cool. it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, wasn't bad. But to me, it just felt a little bit weird because I'm like from, off the top of my head, the actual line. Um in sort of like australian and and um western culture not like european culture it's a different line it's like forgive us our trespasses not no, forgive yeah, our true. debts. True, 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 so true. yeah so that was just a little bit I, I guess that's in a translation though that's that's not that big a deal that was just it just didn't it sat weirdly for me that was all
1: would you prefer if it was called forgive
0: us our trespasses no nah, of course not <laughs> yeah <'cause, laughs> it's yeah, it just obviously like when it yeah like yeah, it's just mate. When you like hear it, it just sounds weird. Yeah, you know, yeah. used to hearing it in yes, a different way.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, oh, I've got two more still. Sorry. Um, no, yeah, good. I love your questions. It's
1: the best part of the podcast. Like,
0: why was it so important for Guido to pay the professor back when he um gave him that money? He made a big deal about don't pay me back. Yeah, that's but that's
1: that's Guido that actor as well. Yeah.
0: He, he's he's not um
1: just because he had issues getting money doesn't mean he didn't feel absolutely guilty about using the professor or getting anything from the professor. Like even when he first wanted to use his freezer or whatever it was, his fridge, like he Mm. kind of made it out like, Oh, it stopped working again, as opposed to I didn't pay the electricity bill and I have no electricity. (laughs) So he's got that pride to him that, that um, is always, always present and he wants to work for his money. He doesn't want to take shortcuts anymore. And so I I get that.
0: Good. Yep. I like that. Nice job. Uh, Last one. Car colours, do you prefer metallic grey or red as a car colour? <laughs> you are asking the worst
1: person that I just could, <laughs> I just do not care, but metallic grey, red's, yeah. red's a bit too cliche. Yeah, I mean, I could, as long as the car goes, I don't care what colour yeah. it is. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. what my car, I'd like I know what it looks like. I couldn't even tell you what the colour is actually called
0: though. I just Me either. I just, yeah, grey <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think we're almost ready to wrap this one up. Yeah, I think we are our, our, our first um, non-sitting together remote recording. Yes, I'll be hopefully to see it, how it actually
1: it. sounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm very nervous, but we'll, we'll hopefully, hopefully, it's listen. You can listen to it, and it'll be fine. Yeah, that's
1: it. That's it. We've done our research so, in in, yeah. in getting the right the right system set up.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I can hear you. You can hear me. That, yeah. That's a positive.
1: <laughs> Can anyone else hear us? (laughs) All
0: right, so time to wrap this up where we each give our film a rating out of five to give it an overall flicks forum average. So MJ, fill us in on or fill the audience in on what you're going to give this out of five.
1: Yeah, I haven't really uh, shied away from this. I've fired on all all cylinders in this podcast, but I thought it was a pretty cool film. Um, I thought the characters were fantastic. I thought the premise was great it just had me asking these questions all along about moral conscience and rights and wrongs. And I'm still asking them to be honest. Um, I just, I really enjoyed that journey. It's three and a half stars for me.
0: Nice. Good, good, solid three and a half. So for me, um, yeah, it wouldn't have been an Italian film without like this discussion about religion and cars. (laughs) Um, and like (laughs) it's, it's nothing groundbreaking, uh, but it plays along quite well. Um, there's these good questions to ponder about debt, uh, morals, faith, you know, can you compare these to your own life? Um, And, you know, I I think this is worth watching for, for, for people that, you know, might not necessarily have heard of this or seen this. So I am also giving it a three and a half. Oh, good man. Gives us an average of three and a half. Yes. So that's good. I'm happy. I'm happy. Um, Um, We've got a,
1: we've got a section that we sometimes do called did my dog bark oh uh, yes. and i well i don't have an update but i can tell you that i'm podcasting from home at the moment and i'm sort of locked <laughs> in a little room and i have heard the dog scratching on the door from time to time so if there is any scratching you know you guys might have been introduced to todd or bernie on the podcast as well so.
0: <laughs> yeah. good well um yeah i'm i'm looking forward to maybe we'll get a dog in the next film and that can you can bring him in for a guest, a guest we'll,
1: yeah I'll i'll get their opinion on the film as
0: well yeah <laughs> good so we're, we're on social media we've got twitter we've got facebook we've got mm-hmm. instagram uh we pop a question up to see what people think and the question for this one is does the film properly address the difference between those who have the money and won't pay and those who don't have the money and can't pay oh that's it that, that's that's a big question so i'm not expecting either of us to answer it but i like that one i thought that was a good one i thought that was a really good Shit, one yeah I- do they? So, yeah, think about that and maybe write your response um, on on our social media post because, mm. um, yeah, I think it needs, needs a bit of thought, that one. God, I thought I was done thinking about this film, Jesse, and you've, you've I've got to go to another level now. Good bit of homework, bit of homework. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah, we, we'll be back next week again, hopefully, as long as um this sounds all right. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I can't <laughs> and- see uh, the old
1: coronavirus nicking away anytime soon, so this might be our, fu- our future.
0: Yeah, so we have a uh, teen rom-com next week. It's a 2018 film called The Kissing Booth, which I've heard of. Um, I so, have also heard of this. Yeah, heard of it. Yeah, it's directed by Vince Marcello. It stars Joey King, Joel Courtney, Jacob Belordi, and Molly Ringwald. Oh, Molly Ringwald. Oh, really?
1: She's a yeah,
0: famous uh, teen film star from the 80s. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's what we're checking out next week. Kissing so booth. I'm... I think a few people may have seen this one so they may not want to watch it again or but if you do want to watch it and follow along yeah. feel free got a refresh um, yeah and as usual I've enjoyed I'm um, having a chat but I have missed your face
1: yeah well I'm looking forward to seeing a photo of you wearing the baby driver t-shirt and I can confirm with the night our <laughs> listeners next episode whether you actually did it
0: it's all about trust it's all about trust <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, I will speak with you next week sounds good mate I'll chat to you then uh, bye bye